You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Good morning. It is Tuesday, August 3rd. You are listening to the College Football Daily. My name is Trey Scott. I'm joined right now by Blake Brockermeyer, College Football National Analyst for 24-7 Sports. Blake, it's been a busy morning. Uh, Quinn Ewers, the number one player in the class of 2022, has officially reclassified to 2021 and will enroll early at Ohio State, is expected to take part in Buckeye fall camp starting on Wednesday, where he's going to be battling with three other really good quarterbacks for the starting job. And my take here, Blake, is that he probably won't win it just yet, but you never know. I think this is perfect time to get you on. Um, Your son's played high school football in Texas. You have a great grasp of what's going on here. Quinn's doing this, Blake, because name image likeness laws in Texas would not allow him to make the money that he wants to be able to make. So he's just going to go ahead and earn the uh, seven figures or so in college. You you told me you have three takes. I want to slowly get into all of them, but just what's your initial reaction to this news? My initial reaction is if I hadn't already kind of heard it was coming, it would be shocking to me. But since you kind of heard about this about a week or so ago, it's not as surprising. And, And really, when you look at it from his point of view, it makes sense because we got to listen to this and kind of fill me out on this. He's battling with three other quarterbacks, two in the 20 class and I guess two in the 21 class. And so if you're playing a freshman quarterback at a school like Ohio State, which is one of the top top three or four schools in the country every year, and you let a freshman quarterback get ahead of you on the depth chart, your chances of playing and competing at that school drop dramatically unless they get injured. So on his part, I mean, forget the money and all that stuff. It's really not a horrible move because, you know, assuming C.J. Stroud is the guy or or Kyle McCord or Jack Miller, you know, whichever guy was going to be the guy, he now can be in the room with those guys and compete with them. And, I mean, he's a little bit behind, but he's not a year and a half, two years behind where he's at a real disadvantage. Our Dave Biddle of Bucknuts 24-7 was on CBS Sports HQ this morning. He was saying he thinks it's going to be Stroud. He thinks Kyle McCord's going to be number two. He thinks Quinn Ewers is fighting for number three. But Dave Biddle also mentioned this stuff has a way of working itself out. Injuries, you know, maybe poor performance, maybe you know Ohio State finds a bye week to work Quinn Ewers in. Like I, I guess what you're saying, Blake, is you know, with what you're saying and what Dave insinuated as well, like I wouldn't be shocked if he's a starter at the end of the season or if he's also QB three and looking to transfer. Like this could just go in a variety of ways, but you're saying, you know, this at least gets him competing a little bit on schedule with these guys rather than coming in in 2022 and CJ Stroud has already lit the world on fire. Now you're definitely sitting behind him. Yeah, I mean, even I mean, with the with the with the firepower Ohio State's offense has, especially their wide receivers, they're great everywhere. Their O line's good, their running back room's good, their wide receiver room's good, and you've got a guy that hasn't played very much, and you let him get a whole year of starting ahead of you. They're very unlikely to just re- reshuffle the deck and, and and bring in a quarterback as good as Quinn to come in and start again in 2022. You know, you kind of take your lumps with a young quarterback most of the time. I think, you know, this will at least, I mean, this is going to force him to play him. I mean, for sure. I mean, he's going to play at least four games this year. You can guarantee that because you got to keep him happy. And so he'll have to prove it on the field that he can do it. But 
it levels the playing field for him. It also creates a real problem for the quarterback room at Ohio State and the coaching staff because I can almost guarantee you there is no way that the coaching staff really wanted this to happen because this is not good for them, even though they're not going to tell the number one recruit in the history of, of high school football to not come to their school. So it's 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 kind of a damned if you do and damned if you don't. But, you know, it's, it's a good problem to have right now, but it's going to be a bad problem in about six months, in my opinion. And you mean because if he doesn't win the job this year, he's already – He's already done his year in college. He's already surveyed the landscape, and now we could be talking transfer. Is that what you mean, bad problem to have or or lose a year of eligibility sitting on the bench? Yeah, well, I mean, losing a year of eligibility sitting on the bench isn't the – I mean, you know, growing and learning isn't isn't the worst thing ever. But when you're competing with four other – quarterbacks basically in the same grade they're all not going to stay it's just the way the quarterback world goes these days and and, in college I mean let's go back and look at Georgia in 2017 and 18 I mean Georgia had arguably the greatest quarterback room on a college football campus that anyone had seen in a long time they had you know Jacob Eason who was one of the top recruits in the country and then they have Jake Fromm and, you know, both of those guys were highly recruited, great quarterbacks. Eason got hurt about, I don't know, week four or five. I can't remember exactly in 2017. And then Fromm came in, lit it up. Georgia had a great year. Uh, they had two great quarterbacks. And then, you know, guess what? Justin Fields decides to show up, the number two recruit in the country. And so after that season ended, basically, Fields and Eason were both gone. They had one quarterback on the roster. And I can't remember they had another quarterback who had a, a major like head injury or something, something medical. But you know, they, their room went from being one of the best rooms in the country to having one good quarterback in it. And so that's just the way of the world these days in college football. So yeah, so if you're on the Ohio State staff, you're you obviously want the best battle. Maybe you're pulling for yours. I don't know. It seems like you're giving him playing time. It's pretty good takes, Blake. That uh, you know, in six months we could have a much different looking quarterback room for the Buckeyes. I get why if you're a coach, this is you're not unhappy about it because you did win a big recruiting battle, right? Like this is a former Texas commit, but. No, this is great. I mean, you're basically picking through your four quarterbacks on your roster, and you got to think two of them are probably going to stay. You know, probably the worst of the four will probably stay and the starter. And the number two and number three quarterback are gone. I mean, as as soon as they, you know, show their hands and show who the starter is, you're going to have every college in the country that needs a quarterback recruiting these kids recruiting their high school coaches and when you go in the portal you generally know where you're going before you even enter the portal so i see it it's a great problem for ohio state but it's also it also could completely backfire where they end up having three quarterbacks leave and and none of their quarterbacks are from ohio so i mean they're all from new jersey and california and arizona and texas so it makes it a lot easier for them to, to find a place closer to home that, that wants them and needs them. Like how many of your three takes have we chopped through already? I got one more. So I think it's hit me with it. I think it's interesting to look, you know, they say that, you know, he's making close to a million bucks, which is awesome for him. The interesting thing is his coach, Riley Dodge, who's one of the best coaches in Texas. And, uh, you know, his, his dad is obviously a Hall of Fame coach in Texas as well. His salary is $150,000 a year, roughly, which is what, which is interesting. 
the quarterback coach, Corey Dennis at, at Ohio State, makes $300,000. So, you, so you've got a 17-year-old quarterback coming in making you know a million dollars plus which to me is just it's just it's crazy just to look just to see how this is going and the future of you know high school and college athletics because you know to me this sets a precedent uh, because if you want to secure a top-notch high school kid going to your school then find someone to pay him and just have him enroll early and that way you know it's a it's it's a it's a done deal so it'll be it'll be interesting to see how it all shakes out but I think, you know, you can't blame him at all for, for leaving, but it's kind of a an, an interesting place to be in, in high school and college athletics right now. How do you feel about this personally? You're a dad with, with sons pretty much the same age. They're, they're in college. You clearly, you know, you've worked in, in Texas. You've you know, played at UT in the early 90s. You, I would imagine, Blake, have a pretty fond attachment to high school football in the state. To see a kid leave one of the marquee programs in the state, South Lake Carroll, because of a legislature discrepancy that, you know, if he was in California of all places, you know, he'd be able to make the money. How do you feel about this? And, and I, I'll tell you right now, like I, I'm happy that Quinn's going to get the money. I'm unhappy about the news though. I, I think the headline is just kind of a shame for, for high school football fans and, and, and even college football fans too. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's bad for high school football, obviously. I mean, like I said, I don't think Ohio state's exactly super thrilled about this, but maybe they are, but I think, you know, it's just the way that, that, that with the NIL and the, and the legislative, you know, the way that, that Texas has, has set it up, it's, it, it's just, you know, it's forced his hand. You know, he's kind of, you know, left. A, I mean, I think Southlake had a, a pretty good chance to win state this year. So that pretty much becomes a problem for them, obviously, having the number one player in the country leave. And they always have good quarterbacks there. And Coach Dodge, I'm sure, will have somebody else that's that's a great player, but he's not going to be near to the cal- caliber that Quinn is. And I think, you know, for him, he's, you know, you've got your last chance to be a normal kid. You know, a program as great as Ohio State, you're basically once you enter that, you're in the NFL. I mean, it's it's a it's it's a full time job, not only with school but with football. I mean, the great programs they do the extra things that most of the other programs don't. And so, you know, he's going to be thrust in from a very structured program at Southlake to you know right into to to fall camp, which is very you know, kind of a, a, a shock, but, you know, he's a talented kid and, and it's obviously a business decision for him, not only financially, but for football. I mean, his, his future is, you know, to be an NFL quarterback. So you know, I can see both sides of it, but unfortunately, I think this is kind of the future of, of, of where these, a lot of these top kids are going to fall to, but we'll see, I guess. My last question for you, and I promise I'm not trying to bait you into a, a, a big headline or a, a clicky video or something, but you are a player. I'm just thinking you the, the way you mentioned he goes straight from Southlake to Ohio State. He's going to be making more money than anyone on the team. Probably, I mean, the quarterback room can't be thrilled. Let's say you're one of the O-linemen. Does it take you a little bit to warm up to this kid, or are you just going to be glad if he's there to help you win? I mean, I think they're all going to be happy for him. I mean, I, I don't think there'll be a lot of resentment on how much money you're making. I mean, when, you, when you're the starting quarterback at a school like Ohio State, you're going to make money. I mean, if Justin Fields was back this year, I mean, he would be breaking every record there is. So, But he's a proven commodity. I mean, he's done it. He's proven that he can do it. And, you know, that's that's the difference. I think, you know, if he's smart, 
he'll take care of his teammates. I mean, if he's got the money that they say he's got, I mean, I'd be taking my O-line out to dinner, you know, once a week, taking all my receivers and running backs out. But there'll be resentment somewhere in the program. I mean, I can't imagine the other quarterbacks in the room are super psyched about it. But, you know, it, it just that's just the way it is. Really interesting stuff from Blake Brockermeyer, college football analyst for 24-7 Sports. Follow him on Twitter, at B Brockermeyer FW. Blake, it's, uh, you, I think you started officially two weeks ago, and we've had Texas and OU to the SEC, and we've had Quinn Ewers transferring, or uh, not transferring, but uh, reclassifying it and enrolling early. So um, I think it's been a perfect time for you, right? Looks like it's going to be an, an interesting year. So I think we're just starting to get into the beginning of this. So. We'll, we'll see. We'll see what's next, but I'm sure something something's coming coming at us here in the next week or two. I'm sure. For our producer Lance Glenn and Blake Brockermeyer, I'm Trey Scott. Have a great Tuesday. We'll talk to you on Wednesday for the next edition of the College Football Daily. Producers Matt Damon and Ben Affleck explore how art and music sustained hope during the siege of Sarajevo, thanks in part to humanitarians and the band U2. Kiss the Future, new documentary now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Go to Paramount Plus to try it free. Terms apply.